I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. I uh, have a topic for us. It, it came to me the other day, and I thought, oh, that's, that's probably a bit of us. And it was to pick your personal favourite car, era, and or region. Um, Ooh, that's very interesting. So, so just to sort of explain the ruling ever so slightly, I, you could have, for instance, a, a, a particular range of cars from uh, a particular country in a particular decade, uh, or you could go, actually, no, I'd rather pick cars from just one time period or cars from just a particular country or even a specific region of country. Mm, I'll leave it to you. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, when thinking of it, I already kind of knew my answer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, As I'd imagine you do. I've got some thoughts. I've got some initial thoughts. Yeah. I wouldn't say I've got a final answer at this point, but I've got okay. some initial thoughts. Yeah. May we have your thoughts then, please? Well, my first thing that sprung to mind was Britain in the 70s because they were all awful. <laughs> right. Okay. So that, that's quite the opposite, unless you're going for that particular <laughs> feel of going, will I go out to the car and it works in the morning? Who knows? Yes. That's right. Indeed. Roulette, you could be mm. car roulette. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. No, well, that wouldn't that wouldn't be my choice. It just struck me as uh, interesting because the, it was an awful period. It was it was a difficult period for Britain in the motor industry. It was well put. Yes, yes. It, it was. Let, let's yes. go with that. But I mean, of... <laughs> if you, if you compare it to the decade previous, you think well, that was you could that was bordering on heyday. This... Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, it probably was. Um, we had a lot going on, didn't we, back then? Yeah, we had there, all there sorts. were car companies coming out of our ears. They were everywhere. Many um, gorgeous little sports cars. Yes. Pop yourself in a classic Mini. Oh, oh all the treats. Absolutely. No, it was all going on, wasn't it? I mm. mean, they were. there was nothing particularly clever, but it was all, there was so much of it, it was volume. There's yes. so much going on. Um, all of all, the brands. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, and then most all of them, them... Most of them still independent then as well, which was nice. Yeah, that was that was before they all became one in yes. the 70s. Yes, quite. The yes. big, stodgy lump that became British Leyland. With a glorious logo that looks like a plug hole. There you go. Quite poignant, really. The plug hole of despair, as they call it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but as you Not... say, pr- prior to that, a bit of a heyday. There, there mm. was so much going on. Um, I mean, not to say that there weren't the odd gem to crop up to pop out of the seventies, but on the whole, not a good decade. On the whole, if you're going to pick a period in time, that wouldn't be mine. I don't think. No. Not in... Not in this country, but then I did think of America in the same period. Now, exactly, Mm. exactly, very much the the muscle car era. There was some fantastic stuff going on, and the names. It was the names that always struck me. Some fantastic names: Thunderbird, Firebird. Corvette, Charger, Challenger, just brilliant names. Yeah, Transam. I mean, it's just brilliant. It's a bit, it's a bit more alluring than Allegro. Yeah, very much so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, they're I mean... just cool-sounding names. I mean, I'm not saying they were brilliant cars as such, but they certainly knew how to market them. Yeah, because you got to think, probably early seventies was was a kind of sweet spot for that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Then obviously they had a bit of a bit of a fuel issue, and they did um, early eighties. Yeah, yeah. Well, late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. oh dear, that 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 kind of ruined muscle cars, didn't they? But it did a bit. Yeah, mm. it did a bit. Everyone queuing up at the uh, at the petrol pumps. Yeah, that was that didn't go so well. Yeah, not a good look. But no. 
you could argue that it was the 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 beginning of the seventies was much much better than anything yeah. that Britain produced in the entirety of the seventies. Absolutely, and of course they all got their cars in really cool movies as well, which which always helps. Mm. There were so many car based movies and TV shows coming out of America um, in that era, which I think, yeah, helped a lot. Um, yeah, you know, Dukes of Hazard, the A Team, Knight Rider, all that stuff. Yeah, um, it, it will have no doubt shifted cars out of dealerships, wouldn't it? I think so. Yeah, mm. you know, Smoking the Bandit and that kind of stuff. I mean, they must have sold a few Trans Ams on the back of that. Oh. Yeah, must have done. Must everyone, have done. Everyone would have wanted to be a bit of that, wouldn't they? Absolutely. You didn't want to be Burt Reynolds in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. <laughs> um, I can see that. I don't, I don't know. Would the American thing really uh, grasp a lot of... I, mean, I know we're being listened to worldwide, but uh, in the UK... It's not something that we could relate to at the time. No, I don't think it... No, I mean, I think they were cool, but I think that's where it ended. I mean, none of that stuff was on sale over here, and none of it would have worked over here. No. So, no, I don't don't think so. British cars of that era were very different, shall we say. I think there was some... As you got... If we're if we're talking about Britain specifically, I think as you move into the nineteen eighties, there was some there was some stuff that we now look back on quite fondly that was seemingly quite ordinary at the time. But you know, you've got your your Mark, uh, what would it have been, Mark? Mark II Granadas and stuff like that, Mark III Granadas, the early Sierras, things like that that came along in the 1980s that now um, we think of as actually quite cool. That's um, it. It doesn't even have to be the hot ones, really, does it? No, not at all. No. In fact, in many ways, we get quite excited by the the more ordinary ones that we actually saw and maybe even rode in at the time. Um the sort of stuff your dad might have had, you know. It's yeah. There's a lot of nostalgia for that. Um, yeah, because I remember, I remember my my granddad in particular. He was he was a Ford man, mm. and he had he had a Mark V Cortina. Oh, uh, yeah. And he had that. What well, that must have been. He must have held on to that until about. 87 88 right uh and then then he had a sierra Ooh. he had it in the state um Ooh. lovely thing that's the thing you see we look back on those now with such fondness I, yeah no it, was, it would be nice to have something like that there's yeah there's, it the, would. there's the odd time where one crops up when yeah you're driving around and you think cool look at that you do very occasionally still see a Cortina or a Sierra. I mean, they're very rare now, but you mm. do occasionally see one, and you, yeah, it does catch your eye. Yeah, um, and they excited. were substantially better than what had gone before. They were a leap forwards uh, in oh, terms yeah, of quality definitely. and reliability and performance and all of that. They were definitely a leap forwards. And the Sierra particularly was heavily criticised when it came out. You know, they called it the jelly mould and. You know, people oh. didn't like it because it was so different. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was very all aerodynamics, good uh, drag coefficient and all that. But yeah. everyone thought, that's weird. Yeah, it was. It changed the direction. It was It was the way uh, car design went. Ford have done that a few times where they've come out with something really radical and kind of changed the direction of car design. Um, the Sierra certainly did that, and the Focus did it later on. So bold yeah. a departure from what had gone before, and so bold a departure from what anyone else was doing. I mean, you compare, you know, compare a Sierra to a Vauxhall Carlton. I mean, they they're poles apart in the way they look. Yeah, yeah. And of course, suppose if we're talking eighties, we can include the Rover SD one because that that ran into the eighties. Um, it did, and that was one of the particular highlights, I suppose, from a dodgy period. Yeah. I think so. Obviously, the this SD1 was a hangover from the seventies, 
and it was a 70s design and i don't think it had the the build quality or anything that the the, the fords or the voxels had uh, um, no uh, not in any way shape fashion or form but uh again we look <laughs> back on them now as as really really fondly we really you know we 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 lust after those cars now yeah they are very cool and they were everywhere certainly when i was growing up mm. that that was the cars that were out there yeah um, that's yeah you expected to see them and it's yeah just, and it's it's sad because you don't really remember them going no they just it's... sort of did mm. <laughs> yeah um mm. i can't tell you the last time i saw a sierra out on the road there is there's really quite a ropey one in and around <laughs> barnstable right uh it's yeah it's it's a bit rough it's quite smoky, but it soldiers on. You see it it's from time going. to time. They used to be down in Appledore years ago. I haven't seen it for a very long time. They used to be a really early three door. I think it was an it was beige. Uh, nice. It would have been a it would have been an eighty two or an eighty three. I think it, it was something like a one point six L something like that. But yeah, a beige three door with that huge rear window. <laughs> Yeah, it was a big one, wasn't it? It was. That was a long car to make into a three-door. Yeah, because I suppose, I mean, they wouldn't have changed wheelbase or anything, so you just oh. fill in the voids. You just had an enormous door. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, been... you wouldn't have been able to park it anywhere. You'd never get the door open. <laughs> no, you're going to have to be a skinny person to get in and out of that. You really are. But they were still, because they did a three-door escort at that time as well, even the estate was available as a three-door. Um, but it escort. was, yeah. Because yeah, that um, must have did that continue into Mark Four, the three door estate. Oh, good question. It might have done. Yeah, I think I got a feeling it, it made it all the way to Mark Four before. I think it, it may have done. Well, I think that's where it stopped. Mm. And then it was five door only. Yeah, see, that's the the three door car has gone right out of fashion, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You just you just don't see them anymore. You just can't. I mean, you can't get them anymore. No, um, that's it. not unless it's a particularly small vehicle. That's that. That's yeah. a lot, really. I think even the Fiesta ST now is five door only. Really? Don't don't think you can get the three door now. No. Um, Golf good. Golf GTI, the latest version of that, is five door only. Oh, good heavens! What's yeah. what's, wrong? what's happened? Oh, it shows how much attention I pay on new car websites. <laughs> yes, come on, sort yourself out. <laughs> Uh, honestly, to, you're never going to get to the top with that kind of gaps in your knowledge, are you? I, I promise I do read the Eva magazines that come through the door. <laughs> yeah, you see more of it than I do, probably. I maybe I just blank it out. We just maybe, can't cope with that. Yeah. Maybe maybe they have reviewed the Golf DTI, and I looked at it and went, oh, there you go, they've reviewed a five-door. That's interesting. And, yeah. and carried on to the next article. You didn't realise that was all that they've made. Mm. I'm sure... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure that's correct. That it's okay. five door only on the latest version, the whatever it is, Mark eight, Mark seven, eight, eight. Oh, yeah, I think we're on eight now. I think we are. Well, this is this is interesting news. I mean, as long as it's not an SUV and I, that's passed me by or anything, we're all right. As long as it's still no. a hot hatch, we're all right. I can. Cope it is still, still a hot hatch, but you can get uh, three door SUVs, can't you? Because the Range Rover Evoque is available as a three door. All right, nice. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, it's making a point. So no, no, it's a valid point. I just, just, just saying. I, I can't blame you for that. I, I no, I didn't you. make it. No. no, I'm just saying it exists. <laughs> you don't have to like it. No, just, just it's like a trigger. You got to keep, got to be careful with that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've drifted somewhat from my point, but um. Uh, yeah, I t Britain in the eighties is is a t is tempting. It's interesting it, you pick that because that's that's your era of growing up and and lusting after vehicles. Yeah, it is, and I do. Yeah, find a lot of that era very, yeah, very tempting. I do. You know, I look back on a lot of those cars as uh, very fondly. Because mm. it all went a bit wrong again in the nineties. Everything got a little bit dreary. Mm. From what I recall, a bold um, statement. I was going to say you might set me off again. Eh? I might set you off again there. 
<laughs> I'm not saying everything, but you know, I'd yeah, like you say, it's the eighties is the the era when I became aware of cars, I suppose. So that's yeah, what I look on very fondly. What would have been your your go to vehicle from that era? If if someone said to you as a as a kid and or teenager and you went, well, you can go and you can go and pick some cars that you really like. Ooh. Escort XR3i, definitely. Yeah, that'd be straight on that. No messing. Yeah, I mean, they are beginning to go up in price quite quickly now, if you can find a good one. Any of the XR cars, actually, the Fiesta or even the Sierra XR4. Sierra XR4i, again, if you can find one, I mean, they were quite rare anyway. Um, uh, yes, they were indeed. Nowadays, oh, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> good luck trying to find one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that might be a bit of a tall order, but my, I was uh, my dad was a, a Ford guy, still is. I was always a Ford guy. I would always gravitate towards the Fords rather than the Vauxhalls, and of course, it was always the big battle between Ford and Vauxhall. I would uh-huh. absolutely have gone for Escort xr3i rather than astra or even no. golf even golf gti i would absolutely have gone for the escort that's um, interesting because you had all sorts to pick from because like there was a say, lot going on there yeah 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 just gts yeah. um 205 gti 205 gti a fine suggestion um but no i would have for the nostalgia of it i would have gone for the escort i had several escorts my dad had several escorts um neither of us hadn't ever had an xr3i but yeah i I, purely for the nostalgia of it i would i would go for the escort um over any of the others i never had much love for for voxel not at all um i'm not i'm not criticizing they're not my favorite brand at all no, no, no. I, I, there's, yeah, it's an opinion. I'm not saying they're bad. I just didn't go for them. It didn't didn't do anything for me. I was always a Ford guy, and now, as you say, if I was given the choice that you've just described, I would absolutely gravitate towards having uh, the Fords of that era. A Sierra Estate is quite tempting. What a nicely specced one. Yeah, the 2.3 gear, something like that. Lose yourself in the velour. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. don't spill anything. Oh Christ, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's never coming out. No, 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 no and you're not gonna, you're not gonna find any replacement interior panels now. So uh, you, you are buggered. Yeah, so do, you've got to be, be careful really with careful velour. with that. Yes. Anyone even comes near that with food? No. They're gonna get no. No, yes. that's no, that's a good shout. A ni- a, a a nicely specced Ford. Of that yes. era, you uh, could, yeah, that you could. I mean, you could noticeably tell the trim level differences because oh, there was well, a it, class system. Yeah. Absolutely, there was a class system there. Yeah, um, Vauxhall were just as guilty of that. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're all doing it, weren't they? And I would probably, I mean, a, a Granada Gear X estate would be tempting, but the Sierra was more my era. So I'd probably go, yeah, Sierra, uh, yeah, big-engined gear. So the 2.3i gear, something like that would be... Yeah, that'll that'll do nicely, wouldn't it? That would be lovely, yeah. That'll be comfy, nice. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, you can do some serious wafting in that. (laughs) Mm, No, I agree. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I would always gravitate towards... Uh, the Fords of that era, a real soft spot for them. No, so, I, yeah, Brit- Britain in the eighties. Actually, uh, mm, now I'm thinking of it, and I haven't prepared this. You seem to have arrived at that quite nostalgically. Quite nostalgically and quite naturally, really, without even particularly. That's it. We about it. Um, no, I mean it's no surprise that you, you've you've gone British. No, it probably isn't. No, no one's shocked. <laughs> no one's surprised about that. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose. Now we all know I have a soft spot for Jaguar, but I wouldn't choose Jaguar of the eighties. Probably not their finest hour. I mean, the Series Three XJ is very special, but it is going to be broken. Um, 
mean, it's, that's, that's it never is... going to work when you want it to. <laughs> no, it's not. But you, you still, I mean, if you go back to your, uh, as if you were in that particular era again, you still would have looked at it wantonly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The series, the series three XJ, I do have a real soft spot for. I think they're gorgeous. I think it's one yeah. of the best looking cars they've ever produced. But I am aware that they weren't the best built or most no. reliable cars. The XJ forty that followed it was much, but the XJ forty nineteen eighties. Did the XJ forty start? It must have been late eighties. Probably yeah, 87, 88, that appeared. Mm, you could well. Yes, because I think there's E and F plate ones, aren't there? Uh, yeah, I'm must gonna be. Look, going to look that up because we like to be accurate, don't we? Yeah, let's, let's um, be accurate when they roll off the production line. On that one, we like that. Uh, 1986. Oh, even there earlier. Go earlier than we thought. So we can get okay. one on a D plate then? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, an XJ40 on a D plate. So if you could find... You find a sovereign, one of those with the with the four liter engine. Mm. They do four liter that early. You've 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 done a thing there. I've you? asked you. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, we'll ask you. Uh, oh no, the four liter didn't come in. Four liter didn't come in until ninety three. So what did we have on those first cars? Eighty nine to ninety two. Must have, been, uh, must have been that 3.2 is the, the base one, surely. Yeah, 3.2. Uh, yes, right, yes. 3.2, and then the 4-litre came in uh, in 93. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Good. So, you, so could, yeah. you could have an XJ40, then. Could have an XJ40. If we're going purely with the heart... Um, oh, yeah. this uh, That's all I'm going for with this. I would go for a Series 3, because I just think the look of it is more Jaguar. It um, is. It's retro yeah. enough, but but also, if it's possible, it can be a bit timeless as well. Oh, very much so. I think they are. I think they're gorgeous. It was a lovely evolution of the Series 1 and the Series 2. The XJ40 was a departure, even though it was the same basic shape. You know, the more sort of straight-line, boxy styling, which was very much of the time. It's less classically Jaguar, I yeah, think, than yeah, Series Three, definitely. Um, um, it's it's what you'd get if you tried to draw a Series Three on an etch a sketch. Yeah, yeah, that's to that's, keep that's... to keep the analogies within period. <laughs> oh yeah, we all had one. It's fine. Mine leaked we on did. the sofa. Oh yeah, they all fell apart. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, not good. Um, <laughs> we have to be quite specific, and obviously, if you're British cars. We I know we touched on it in our music videos episode. And a series three in American spec is something quite wrong. Oh yeah, well they ruined them, didn't they? Absolutely um, buggered it. I, not restricted to the series three. They ruined oh. all sorts of cars. It wasn't quite as heinous as what they did to the XJS. No, probably not. Um, but it was largely this, so the huge rubber bumpers, the lifted suspension. And as just... we uh, we touched on before, we've got to put on them spoked wheels. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or wire wheels, even. Wire wheels. Yeah. And they did yeah. um, on both the XJS and the uh, XJ. Yeah. Not so good. An X, a Series 3 XJ in European spec. So either the earlier ones with the Kent alloys. Or the slightly later ones with the pepper pots. Um, I'd go pepper pots if it were me. Yeah, I think I probably the Kent ones are tempting, but yes, I'd probably go pepper pots. I think um, I'd go as well. I mean, if we're really pinned down, be a nice burgundy with a, a cream interior, cream leather. The burgundy was a very popular color. I mean, it always mm. has been with all Jags. It's always been a popular Jag color. Yeah. I would be tempted to go. I don't know what it was called. They did like a bronzy color. I yeah yeah yeah. I, know. I always I... quite liked that. Again, Ooh. with a cream interior. While while you remember that, I'm just I'm thinking that. I'm particular... Look up what that color was called. Well, I'm also <laughs> wondering whether that was if if the color you're thinking of. Is the same color as the 
uh, series three used in Snatch. Possibly. Uh, so um, I'm just going to go and grab you a little photo of the vehicle in question. Please do. It probably is the same color I'm thinking of. It's not the greatest photo Chest- in the chestnut world. Chestnut bronze. It was called chestnut bronze metallic. Okay, is the right. color I'm thinking of. Let me chuck this at you, and you can tell me whether that's the same one. No, it's not that's... the same color. Um, although I would not find that color objectionable. I've always liked a gold car. I have had a gold car. Um, you have that. Uh, easy top. Oh, I tell you, it's all going on. Um, the um, that's going to confuse everyone unless we <laughs> explain it. Yeah, no one's going to know what that means now. <laughs> no, this is you, true. You've brought up the wrong thing now. No, that that's confused. Yeah, that that's fine. It was for charity, wasn't it? It was. It absolutely was. It was raising money for the local children's hospice. Now nobody's going to argue with it. No, that's no it. one. Now I've said that, no one will argue with it. No, that's true. And actually, if you can see what I'm banging on about, actually, because uh, they do it every year at the end of August. And if you check our Instagram feed, I put up the photos from this year's one. So oh, they well are. Done. if you scroll legend, back through, you can legendary see Legendary Grand there. Tour, which is absolutely nothing to do with Clarkson, Hammond and May. No. Um, and the organiser refused to sell them the domain name. How about that? Because no, they go. did try. They did I bet try. they did. Oh, I yeah. bet they did. They offered him a lot of money and he refused to sell it. No. And they couldn't argue because he's been using it for 20 years to raise money for charity. So they didn't have a leg to stand on. No. No, it's it it it's a good and shout out company. to uh, shout out to Terry Baker if he happens to listen to this. <laughs> I liked that. I liked, yeah, that's good. And it's uh, um, yeah, always enjoy that. Uh, it's cracking, and I loved. Uh, I think I did it for four years. Uh, I marshaled three times. It was yeah, absolutely brilliant fun when I had my Mini Cooper. However. Uh, and my Mini Cooper was gold, which is how we got onto this subject. However, uh, that is not the colour I was thinking of. Um, okay. That is the colour I was thinking of. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. That's, yeah, that's quite that's quite a nice thing, isn't it? I like that. Yes. And that one, uh, oh, that one's on the lattice alloys, actually, which came even later. Oh, good, good choice there. I, actually, yes. thinking about it, that... That colour you've uh, shown me there. Chestnut bronze. So. Chestnut mm. bronze. There we go. I, I know you did tell me, but right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have right here, I think, I have found, just to please me, at least a TV reference after I got my film reference wrong. I think this is the same colour. Here we go. Coming at you. Oh, yeah. It will there be. We go. That yeah. is, that was the good, another good '80s reference. That was uh, from Alvida Saint Pet series two, yes. driven yeah. by the, the the shit in it, uh, Ali Fraser. <laughs> uh, although I may have to correct you, that is a Daimler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true, yes. I think, yeah. <laughs> but it is the color in question, so it's fine. It is. I think I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's either an awful picture of the red, but I think it's the bronze. Yeah. No, I, I having remembering the the show, it was definitely definitely that has bronze. the um the Kent alloys on it. It does. Yes, lovely. Very nice. Lovely. Yes, the force is quite strong with the series three. I I've been tempted a few times, but I just know it's going to be a disaster. A rusty money pit. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? That's the no. problem. It's uh, you're going to buy it with images like the ones we've just uh, posted uh, there in your mind. And um, it's going to turn out like that. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, there's a di- there's the difference between desire and reality there, isn't there? <laughs> there is. There, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's bad. It's, yeah, it's just, just going to go wrong. But if we are talking purely from the heart, the Series 3 XJ, the force yep. is strong with that one. Okay. I would absolutely adore that. So, yeah, yeah I think we, we are fairly firmly establishing Britain in the 80s for me. Oh, um, that's that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm glad we got there. Yeah, so am I. I wasn't sure when we started. I mean, I was fairly confident it was going to be this green and pleasant land that you oh, choose. I'm a patriotic fellow, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't go wandering off to Germany like you, you folks, you know. <laughs> what a what a thing um, to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't have been able to pin down a particular era. No, too, could have been too open ended. Could have been any really. There are uh, other nice cars from other eras, but I think on the whole, there are the most the cars I find most desirable. The most cars that I find most desirable. That sentence grew a few times as I was saying it. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, would be yeah, Britain in the eighties. Uh, and although strictly speaking, the Fords we mentioned. I believe I'm right. You're saying both the Escort and the Sierra would have been built in Belgium. <laughs> um, uh, entirely possible. But why, why does everybody laugh when they say the word Belgium? That's not fair at all. I do apologise to anyone it's, who's listening. It, yeah, it, it it's just a country you don't associate with car production. I don't know why. No, but they do. Well, they don't. They don't have their own car industry, do they? I don't think. But they do make a lot of cars there. No, and fair play to them. Those cars that we in our head think are quite british yeah they were good oh, some yeah. good cars absolutely yes i mean it's strange isn't it that we it's a phenomenon this that we do we think of cars like the sierra and the escort and the cortina and things like that as being terribly british but if they're from an american company and built in belgium or germany yeah not is... british at all no not really <laughs> but they they were everywhere they were they were they were at their most popular in this country, I think. When they did go on to build um, Escort in the UK, the, the Halewood plant in, in Liverpool built Escort later on. Um, mm. But uh, and I believe it was then retooled to make Jaguar XK. And, oh, very nice. Yes. Nice little um, bit of knowledge there. Very good. No, you'd like that. Uh, the last Escort I had definitely came from Halewood because it said so on it. Oh, yeah, you had a badge, didn't you? I had a badge because mine was one of the last ones. Right. I had one of the run-out escorts, and it had a, a crest on the rear doors saying that it had been built at uh, Halewood. Yeah, so I know the last escorts were built in Halewood, and I know the plant was then retooled to make the XK. So, well, fair stuff. Excellent. But yes, I th I think uh, yeah, and we're uh, yeah, Britain in the eighties, and I think we're possibly singling out Escort XR3i and. Jag uh, Series 3 XJ as two highlights for me. Yeah, the most desirable. Yes, mm, I can see. I can oh. see where you'd go. That you've got the luxury vehicle or the hooligan vehicle, perhaps. Well, if we're going back to our discussion of the other week, where we we're picking our three. Oh uh, yeah, you know, because your you, your big your big practical. Not that you could daily a series three. Clearly, I'm under no illusions there. Um, not even in the eighties could you daily it. <laughs> People tried. Mm. <laughs> it's no. such a gorgeous looking thing, though, from every angle. They got that absolutely right. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, the proportions are just perfect. Yep. Um, no, no issues with that. It was all. It was peak XJ. The series mm. three, no, they, yeah, they... I would, I would love, I would love a series three. Oh, that's. But it would have to be very carefully chosen, and probably would only be used on special occasions. Mm, yeah, but well, the trouble in there, it's just, it, yeah, it, it's going to require too much love. That's the problem, isn't it? High maintenance. That you're going to have to pour so much into that if you want to actually use it. Um, yes, but I'd love to hear from some Series Three owners actually as to you know is that genuinely the case? I mean, I think it is. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. We could be stereotyping here and go, well, actually, it's it's all right. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, you see don't, it being all right, but I don't see it being all right, and you you very rarely do you see one. You do occasionally, but it's it's a rare old sight. Yeah, yeah. as as are any of them actually from that era now. Yeah, any of the ones you've listed off there, that's a, yeah, that's a very but rust rare was sight. the thing then, wasn't it? They just weren't protected from it. All cars rusted then. It just it didn't matter what it was, it, it was gonna rust. I don't think you know even Japanese cars of that era rusted. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah they, they they weren't built 
expecting they just people to be desiring them 40 years later. Well, some of them didn't even last two or three years. Uh, no, those <laughs> those were perhaps the uh, most dodgy of the selection. <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, a a well-cared-for XR3i, I think you'd probably be okay with. I don't think it would be as bad as the Jag. No, I think you're probably right. In terms of living with it, I think it would need a bit of care and attention, but I think you could use it fairly regularly and it would be all right. Yeah, it's probably slightly less complicated on a mechanical front as well. Uh, well, absolutely. Well, especially if you went for a V12 Series 3, yeah. I mean, Oh, my goodness, me. Truth. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be complicated. It would, make and a wonderful, hoses and it would make a wonderful noise once. <laughs> yeah. All, followed, all done. <laughs> followed by a really horrible one. Yeah, probably ending in some sort of clank. And, yeah. and, and then a puff all, of smoke. All done there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, time to raid the bank balance once again. Or put it on a plinth and just look at it. Yeah, but you you would want to drive it, wouldn't you? Goodness me, it's oh, a cool it's thing. Such a cool car, isn't it? Mm. Even we could get away with perhaps looking almost cool in one of those. Because it's supposed to be driven by a, you know, perhaps a older, mm. slightly more portly gentleman. Mm, I never got that drive in the XJ40. Did you I, not? No, <laughs> I I enjoy driving that a lot. And clearly yeah. said said you just look <laughs> ridiculous. So well, the problem with it is it's quite a big car. And although you're quite tall, you're not big. No, so I, I wonder if the proportions were slightly out. <laughs> yeah, and you you say, well, it was quite a big car, and when I drove it, no one else wanted to get into it. So <laughs> No, well, that's fair. Yeah. You do look like a right tit on your own in it. I suppose. I don't know that you would in a Series 3. No, I suppose not. I suppose it's got a bit more retro, a bit more nostalgia on its side. Well, I think the Series 3's got a bit more of a whiff of the gangster about it as well, which the XJ40 never really got. No, which is a very valid point, because you think the XJ that followed it, the 300 and such like, Mm. they, they got that back, I think, because of the styling. Yeah, because they went backwards with the styling. They went yeah. back to the more rounded, curvy Series 3. In yeah. many ways, the XJ40 was sort of the aberration. It didn't follow the styling, although it was the same basic shape. It was like, as I say, what you'd get when if you looked at a Series 3 but then squinted quite a lot, and, it, and all the curves would be smoothed out into lines. Well, it was the XJ in the 80s, wasn't it? So there you yeah. go. That's why It, oh, it was like very that. much of its time. Yeah, very much of its time. And I'm not saying it's a bad-looking car. I just don't oh, think no. it's as nice as the Series 3 or the X300 that followed it. I think that's fair. Personally, the XJ40 would be lower down my list if I was on the market for in the market for a classic XJ. XJ40 would be further down the list, even though it was uh, certainly um, better screwed together than the Series 3. Yeah, and I think I think the world in general agrees with you if you look at prices. Mm. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's quite a difference now. So there yeah. you go. Top tip, buy an XJ forty and wait for the prices to go up. There you go. Good consumer advice there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Consumer advice. Go and buy one of those to daily. Enjoy that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's solid advice there, mate. Yeah, absolutely. We're safe with that. Yeah, I stand by that advice. No bother at all. Oh, um, yes, very good. So, yes, I'll have honed in on a few specifics there. I think, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm content with my choice of Britain in the 80s. Giving you all that thinking time now. Well, I didn't need a lot of thinking time because I thought <laughs> of the topic, so I'm all right. Oh, that's true. Uh, Even you just sprung this on me. <laughs> yes. it, it's fine because I thought, well, this is this fine to spring on you because this is personal preference. So away you. Yeah, go. we're we're not saying these are good cars, bad cars. This is purely from the heart. Yeah, um, this is what you want. Yeah. So after you, oh, you nearly brought me to tears when you said nothing half decent in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> I sensed you paused there for a moment. I didn't oh. actually say that. You misquoted me there. No, this charge. Just, <laughs> just paraphrasing is fine. Yes. Um, uh, my selection actually is from the 90s. 
Okay. And uh, it's from Japan. Ah, well, I was talking about Britain, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. The, yes. The 90s Britain, that's, that wasn't really an era for cars, was it? My point entirely, yes. No. <laughs> exactly. However, Japan, hmm, now... Yes, Japan in the nineties. There was all sorts going on, wasn't there? It was. It was very busy, and I it was very busy. Yeah, and I'm thinking back to the things that, as a teen, and I just wanted but couldn't have, and there was a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you go back and you think, well, actually, I was probably I was of that just about the right age to be of that Gran Turismo generation, the first time that game came out. Yes, of course. I think a lot of people were influenced by that. Uh, and the first incarnation of that game, with it being Japanese developers and publishers, uh, no, what, no car manufacturers outside of Japan, with, with a few exceptions, really wanted in on it. They didn't... That, that concept of going, right, well, we've got this game claiming to be the real driving simulator um <laughs> do, do we need to get in on this we don't know this is a this is new territory and it introduced us to so many cars and you think oh my god why don't we have these yeah that was that was the biggest thing and you look at the, somebody, it was I mean, it was telling you about cars you didn't otherwise know about <laughs> that's right i mean and in some cases we did get them yes um i mean you think you look at the the real sort of fancy ones and you go well like honda and sx for instance we did we did get that here perhaps not in all its incarnations but that no, was but we did we did get it yeah we did that was here that was quite i mean that was quite the desirable thing i mean although never really sold in massive numbers we both know uh, a chap who's got one in fact uh, yeah but he's got a, a reasonably later on one he's got um, oh yeah, it, it was. Uh, it, I think it was after their facelift, wasn't it? I think they, his is an, an N plate, which would make it ninety four, uh, ninety five. Oh no, maybe not. No, no, he would have. He would have just missed the facelift, actually. Then wouldn't he? So yeah, don't no. think his is a facelift. No, no, don't no. think I wouldn't. So it's a while since I've seen it, but I don't. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I haven't seen it yeah. in a long time. No, uh, no, no, pre facelift then. I'm pretty sure he's still got it though. There's no way you'd ever sell it. <laughs> oh my god! No, he's, when when he bought that, he's he's sitting on gold mine now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But he used to take that to track days. I don't know if he still does. Yeah, I've seen him because he. I, just, I, I bumped into him a few times at the odd piston head meet. Right. Yeah. Well, I know him from the um, um, the mini Grand Tour because his wife has a classic mini. Oh, there you go. Oh. That's how I. That's how I met him. So, oh well, there, yeah. there, here we go. These um, this episode has really come together there. Oh yeah, beautiful that. Yes. Links everywhere, but yeah. Yes. If you think if you think NSX and you go, well, oh my goodness me, they did the NSXR, a real sort of stripped out lightweight one. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm sure all these fancy ones were Japan only. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure all the variants were. I can't uh, imagine they'd have brought more than one or two over here. Because they did the NSX S uh, a little bit after that. Because I think the R was perhaps the hardest version they ever. Then they did the S, and then they did the S zero, which was they're all just sort of lightweight. Strip it out, go for it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. But you like to your average man on the street, they weren't really attainable. But then no, you not at all. But yeah. then you look at the other stuff that was at the time, where you think you, you saw enough of them to go, cool, I want one of those. Mm. Because you've got your Evos, your Impressors, your RX-7s. Yes. All of these, all of these cars that to a teenager are like, well, this is, this is brilliant. Yes. Because I think if you look at the Evos, I think probably my favourites, perhaps the 4 and the 6. I think... Uh, yeah, I think they... They did for me. some that weren't quite so hot, didn't they? Or didn't weren't as well received. I think the le the later ones, while performance wise, they you think, oh yeah, they're 
impressive because you think the Evo 8s and 9s, and they did those FQ400s, and you think those were ridiculously fast things. Yeah. Fragile little beasts. Um, oh, completely. Yeah, it's all very delicate. But you think those ones, they didn't have the same sort of rallying heritage. While they were still rallied, they weren't as successful. Yes, uh, that's probably fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. And you think if you went the same, same as the Impreza route, if you went and I mean, the, the Impreza that you would want if you could ever find one would be the, the two door wide bodied 22B. Oops, truth. Uh, that had, that was because uh, they all, they all had the EJ variant engine, but they had, that had the EJ22 2.2, and you think there were 16 officially imported to the UK, and they were imported by ProDrive. So it wasn't actually sent by Subaru. ProDrive, who's prepped the rally cars, imported 16 cars to be sold for the road. Yes, I've just looked that up. That's incredible. And because there were so few... Uh, they couldn't be like sold uh, like as a standard sort of dealer car or anything like that because there were so few, they hadn't been te- uh, tested and passed laws and stuff. So all 16 had to be registered SVA. Yeah, of course. Didn't meet um, the rules. No, it's, it, even though they would have passed the rule. You've got 16 yeah. coming in. Who's going to crash test one? <laughs> well, quite. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, but that, that, that's Lovely the holy choice. grail if you want an Impreza. It's one of those things where everyone gets all excited about the two doors. Actually, I know it's the one that they rallied from 97 onwards, but if you look at the wheelbase on them, it's the same as the four-door. It's just... Yes, it's, oh, it's, it is. Yeah. It's, they didn't change the underpinnings or the mechanicals because... No, 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 it's, it's the same still, it's like we were saying four doors. Like we were saying earlier about the Sierra, it's the same car. It's just got really long doors. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, the uh, the Impreza wasn't uh, such a long wheelbase as the Sierras. No, I was going to say it worked, it worked better on the, yes, the three-door Sierra just looked, yes, as you say, ridiculous. It was so ungainly and out of balance. Yeah. Um, it worked much better with the Impreza, yeah. Um, a smaller car to begin with. And you go, well, I think then... Some of the real rarities then, even though they were sold over here, actually. I mean, we look in Japan, they had the Sylvia, I'm thinking particularly the S13 variant. Yeah. Um, which was never really here, but they did then make the 180SX. Uh, yes. Coupe, yes. Which, that was the Japanese, that's what it was called in Japan. In Europe, we had the 200SX. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And in the USA, it was a 240 SA. If you look more very. Yep. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but those things are really cool cars. Very, they're quite compact little coupes. Yeah. Two litre turbocharged things. Wonderful. Yeah. That's, that's where it's at. Yeah. yeah. I really, really fancy that. And I'll tell you what, they even, they even in that era catered for practical vehicles as well. Because not only can you still tear your face off, but you can put a lot of stuff in the back. You could have had, um, granted you would probably have to import it, but uh, Subaru Legacy GTB. Ooh, the Subaru Legacy. Yes. You think? Yes, well, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, again, yes. Still, still, still the same sort of similar underpinnings to the Impreza. Two-litre turbocharged four-wheel drive estate. Cool-looking yeah. car. That's that's yeah uh, a bit of me that the legacy outback. Um, I have actually looked at a few of those. It would be such a safe choice because that is never going wrong. Well, some of the later ones, perhaps. But okay, yes, but nineties, you'd be all right. The era we're talking about, yes. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. All cars, and here's one. Um, there was. Obviously, only sold in Japan, hence the name, because I had the Nissan Micra, but uh, the Nissan March Super Turbo. <laughs> That's a very Japanese name, isn't it? 
<laughs> if you put super in front of it, it's better. <laughs> There's a reason they put super in front of it. Oh, God. It was a one-liter engine with a supercharger and a turbocharger. Oh, my word. That yep. In a car as little as that, that's going to, as you, to use your phrase, take your face off. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think weight was about 850 kilos. I've never heard of anybody supercharging and turbocharging. I that, didn't was, know that was possible. That was from Nissan themselves. Uh, it, it was it was a bit That's of a homologation special, <laughs> and it was basically supercharged in the lower revs, turbocharged in the higher revs, naught to sixty of seven point seven seconds, and to this day, it's still the fastest production micro or march in Nissan's history. Wow. There you go. There you go. I like that. Good That's luck it. finding one of those. <laughs> God, yeah, well, they'll all be up trees, won't they? Struth. I mean, to that <laughs> that's insane. Wow. Really cool little thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm just looking at them. That's amazing. I tell yeah. you what, actually, if you want to really find out about one wow. and mildly entertained at the same time. Mighty Car Mods got one. Oh, uh, okay. They did, uh, I think they did something for Discovery Channel a couple of years back where they actually filmed it when they were in Japan. Uh, and then on their own channel, it, a couple of years later, they finally got it imported to Australia and did some videos about it. Right. Wow. So they, there you go. Go and check yeah. out. I go will, and check out yes. Marty and Moog, and everyone will go and look at that now. Yeah, that's mm. brilliant. What a fantastic combination! That little was... little boxy hatchback with absolutely insane engine. Yeah, really, that was ahead of its time. That because oh, you think yeah. now the the rally cars of uh, well most era, eras following that all had anti-lag systems and things like that. Whereas yeah. Nissan were like, well, we've, we've got this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. Very nice. Nice car to single out that. Mm. Yeah. What yeah, a that, thing. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of dream micro that is. Like if there is say, such a thing, never. If there is such a thing as my dream micro, yes. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. You'll never find one. <laughs> no, this is, and I suppose if we're on Nissan, we should mention Skyline. We should mention Skyline of all the variations of it. Um, they are should. all they are all really popular, um, and all very expensive now. Yes, and I very. think, as I've singled out nineties, obviously the 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 Skyline spanned the nineties quite nicely. Yeah, it did. Uh, but if I'm going to pick out a variant that's my favourite and Ooh. was made entirely in the 90s, which is fine, that was the R33. Now, that was... Okay. That, that's the one, and obviously everyone wants GTR. Yes. Uh, because that's, that's the one you want. I mean, you can, you can try, as you might, to find the even hotter <laughs> ones. Because um, you thinking there was the GTR LM. Yeah, uh, and the the even rarer than that, and I've only ever seen it in Gran Turismo, um, the <laughs> the R thirty three Nismo four hundred R. Okay, <laughs> now that one, that one's that's the one. That's uh, a very interesting choice. So you would go for the R thirty three. Yeah, I think I think styling wise, that's that's the one for me. Yeah. I just, I really, really like that. It's good. It's a classic shape, isn't it? It's a classic shape. Yeah. I've, I've never driven one, annoyingly. I've been in several. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but never, never been behind the wheel. And I tell you what, it's, it, it was the first car that I really learned turbo lag was. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's got it in spades. Because I was, I was just catatonic with excitement about being in it. Yes, I imagine you would be. Yeah. And we set off, and I'm thinking, well, okay. I mean, it was it was reasonably quick, and then then the revs built, and it was tay face off. Yeah. 
this suddenly just, kicked oh in. Oh my goodness me, what a thing. The noise as well. I think purely from the looks, I probably slightly prefer the 32. Um, okay, yeah, it's, it's purely still... personal choice. There's not a lot in it, to be fair. They're basically the same. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think, yeah. I could see that. I could see why you'd go, go thirty-two. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's absolutely fine. I'm not. I, I like all of them. Yes, you're not going to be upset if if any one of the variations pops on your driveway. There, <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, I thought. I thought. Well, if we're on this end, that you can't you can't not mention that. Mm. So, but yes, there we, there we are. I think. Yeah, bit you, bit of you've Japan gone, in the nineties. You've gone to Japan in the nineties. That's a yeah. Well, you're going to end up with something a lot more reliable than I am with Britain in the eighties. I think. I think they all share that common thing of tuned vehicles. You're going to ask me in your GTR, and I'm going to be on the hard shoulder. Said no, it's it's gone again. It won't. I can't. It, it, the steam everywhere. <laughs> It's quite interesting, cause actually, because what I've mentioned there, I think I've listed all the cars I listed, bar one, were turbocharged, and one was supercharged as well. And uh, one, but yes, uh, but the Honda NSX was the only naturally aspirated one there. Okay, a bit of a theme okay. there from Japan. A bit, of a, think... bit of a yeah, well, yeah. You you have also chosen exclusively performance cars. Um, uh yeah i suppose i did with the xr3i but not with the series 3xj um, no I, I mean that had more than adequate performance i'll be honest oh yeah i mean you get the 5.3 v12 and you, it's no slouch no absolutely i just think yes we had um supercars on the wall but these were the ones that didn't seem too far away from being able to get no, the Japanese stuff, it was a bit more sensibly priced, wasn't it? And it just seemed more accessible. I mean, you you could have... I didn't think you would go uh, whatever your favourite era of 9-11 is uh, and base your answer around that. And no, neither that's, of us, that's tricky. Ne- yeah, that is tricky. Neither of us has gone with anything Italian. Uh, no, this is true. Because, you know, Italy in the 60s or 70s, I mean, Lamborghini, Miura, stuff like that, It's there would have been a lot to work with there, but neither of us has considered that. No, um, but, but interestingly, both of us have considered what we would have yeah. been desiring probably in and around teens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I am slightly uh, older than you, so that would... That works um, roughly yeah, time-wise, yeah. doesn't it? Because you yes. think, well, granted, I wouldn't have seen all of these Japanese things. I would have seen enough. Of them. Yes, there were. Yeah, there was more than enough of these things rolling around because uh, there were where we lived. There were certainly Evos and Impressas. Um, oh, particular is a, another Mitsubishi nod. There was a three thousand GT. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, or, or or GTO if you are JDM. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> cool car, that. Yes, problematic absolutely. as you like, but cool. Oh, when, yeah, yeah. When someone else has got it, that's really cool. When yeah. I've got it, oh god. When you're responsible for it, oh no, <laughs> it's gone again. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I I almost I almost glossed over Toyota. Yeah, a lot of people do, and <laughs> these these two should not be glossed over. While well, they've popped into my head, if you're thinking the epitome of '90s, how about the A80 Supra? Ooh. Well, allow me to look that up. So let me just be absolutely familiar with what you. Yeah, because that would have been fourth gen. Oh, well, interesting. Okay, yeah, interesting. Similar, mind you, again, it fits the bill. Was that there was three liter inline twin turbo? So, very Japanese, isn't it? It's yep. very Japanese. And if we go down the rallying route, the Toyota Celica GT4 ST205. They liked a long name, didn't they? 
Oh, it's important to get the variant in there. Very important. Yeah. Yeah, again, yes. I think I prefer the look of that. Picture um, that with a castrol livery. Yes, as I'm sure you do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, again, those are probably quite accessible now. Um, uh, no, I think they've gone now. I think, gone? There was, I think there was a period where you could have been quids in, and now everyone sort of went, well, these Japanese cars, these are properly cool now. I'm thinking of the more basic models, I think. Uh, yeah, perhaps less desirable. Not, not specifically the one you're thinking of, but well, um, you think Toyotas of that era will have just worked. These, those well, two that I mentioned, are quite exciting. The ones, yes, I mean, the Supra was exciting nonstop. They didn't do boring versions of that. The Celica, they obviously did do more toned down versions. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, good choices. Japan in the nineties. You can't go too far wrong, really, can you? No, no. Uh, the only thing that really is going to hamper you with that is a the prices have gone up a little bit, uh, and yes. the the main one is that obviously they are quite look at me cars, and you do get a bit of the dickhead about it. People are going to make assumptions about you. Uh, when they see you in any one of those, yes, yeah, I've I've seen it happen, and I I don't personally care. I would have anything I listed there. Oh, you're and in I'm... there having the time of your life. You don't yeah. care what the guy on the pavement thinks. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm a discerning gentleman. I don't care what you think. Yes, but I've chosen my car very well. The, Thank you. How sh- how should we put this? That a lot a lot of the people who would buy those cars now. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think actually uh, the problem was when when they were really dirt cheap. They perhaps the modding scene, uh, which yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. It's the people who are buying those modded cars now, perhaps second or third or even fourth hand. Um, yeah, I think I think we're a bit safer now. But if you think perhaps in the in the two thousands. That would have been where that when most of these cars wouldn't have, been, have been they wouldn't have been worth anything. So no, you would have been yeah. able to acquire them for a bit bit less than well, significantly less than you can now. Yeah. And so people did, and they messed with them. Yeah, they messed with them, and that's perhaps why they've got their we've got these assumptions now with such yeah. such things. But I think I I could look past it. Because I think, yes. I think I'd like you say I'd be having the time of my life. Quite. So why would you care? Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm transported back to being a carefree teenager. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Have so, a bit of that in your life. Yeah, I'll I'll do nicely. Thank you. I don't yes. give a toss what you think. We could all <laughs> use a bit of that kind of escapism. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there we go. So we've got. Britain in the 80s and Japan in the 90s. We yeah, have. That's going to make for a very interesting garage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think but after what we've been reeling off, we're going to need a big old garage. It's going to have to be a, yeah, well, we're talking barn, aren't we, really? Warehouse sort of thing, really. Mind um, you, in fairness, you, you really honed in on two, didn't you? I did, really. I kind of did only, yeah, you've listed loads. Um, oh yeah, just stuff that's cropped into my. I tell you what, right? Go on then. So if I've got to whittle it down to two, <laughs> new rule. <laughs> okay, all of those are contenders. But if you, if it was, you must have a choice just to follow suit. I think it would be the Impreza Twenty Two B. You've got the rarity, and you've got the Colin McRae factor. Very different. Yeah, and that's. That's uh, that's quite strong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, though, because you say good-looking car, you say you got the Colin McRae factor because the twenty-two B was ninety-eight, I think. Ah, or ninety-nine. I can't remember exactly. He'd already, he'd already defected to Ford by then. He he was off uh, piloting Focuses by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety-eight was his first year in the Focus. Oh, but he definitely think... he definitely rallied a two door Impreza in ninety seven. Right, come on, I'm so going to look this up. So yeah, you don't. I want you to pin it down. I want 
the year of the 22B, please. Um, <laughs> and I think for, for more of that rarity factor, as much as I'd like to go Skyline, I'd probably more lean towards the the Nissan 200SX because when did you last see one of those? Yeah, they're nice. Um, I would be with you on that. Um, Impressor 22B 1998. There you go. See, I was, I was, I was oh, right. You're on it, aren't you? You're on it. So, yeah, not strictly a McRae car, uh, but you think of a blue Impressor. Do you? Yes, it was. It was produced as a celebration of the World Rally Team's hat-trick of World Rally Championship titles and between 1995 f- and 1997. Oh, and wasn't it to commemorate the 40th anniversary of Yes, Super? it was. Yes, it was. Well done. Very good. Oh, very good. Yes. I wouldn't have known that. I only know that because it's written in front of me on Google. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew it anyway, so well done. But there we go. Well, okay. we've There we go. I've whittled it down to two. You have. God, what a four-car garage we've got there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all going on there, isn't it? Oh, we are spoiled you, there. You will be giving me a lift quite often uh, because mine aren't going to go. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to be leaning on that Japanese reliability. I am. Mm. I'm going to be out there in the morning and I'm going to it won't go. Can I, can I catch a lift? It just won't start again. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, right. You've got to look like a prick in the passenger seat, but we're we're off. Yeah. Well, as long as I'll get to where I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't do donuts in the car park. If you could, you'll spray gravel all over me Series 3. I can't have that. Oh, no, no. When I drop you off at your destination, it's fine. Oh, fine. Oh, well, once I've got out, you can spin around like a fool as long as you want. That's fine. <laughs> oh, very good. Right. Well, there we go. That's that. Um, Sorted. If, if anyone thinks we're wrong, do let us know. But I know I'm right for me, so that's good. How could anyone think we're wrong? Those choices are unquestionable. Oh, I know a certain listener will be picking, I don't know what era, but it'll be French. My goodness me. <laughs> Naming no names. <laughs> well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, check us out on... Uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, Thank you very much for listening.